I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we talking about today, Alex? Today we are talking about a new druid circle that we made up. Yeah, should be fun to dive into this new subclass together. Mm-hmm. But yes. first... Okay. It's time for Random Encounter. What? I know. This is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, etc. Alex, do you have a character you'd like to talk about today? I would like to bring Igozi from The Woman King. It's definitely Izogi. It's fine. I've heard it both ways. Mm. What did I say? Igozi. Yeah, Igozi. It's Izogi. Well, the way that the audio description person made it sound like Igozi for in you know three hour movie or whatever anyway she is a cool warrior woman that is part of the um i forgot to look up the what their tribe was called oh but yeah she's part of the warrior women that the main character viola davis leads and it's she's just really like a great fighter she's got a lot of fun moments outside of the fighting too so she's like Kind of got a Quinn Alex energy. She seems like a character that we would play. I thought that she was really fun. She was. I I really liked her a lot too. Um, the the unit of warriors is called the Agogier. Agogier. Okay. You said warriors, right? Yeah, I said warriors. Okay. Sound like you said the unit of words. I I said warriors, but whatevs. I believe you. I'm just telling you what I heard okay. in my messed up brain. Okay. All right. And <laughs> did you bring a character for us, Quinn? I did. Mine is also from a movie. I've brought Constable Stalker from See How They Run. Mm. So the premise of the movie is that the play The Mousetrap by Agatha Christie is doing really well in the West End in London, and some people want to make a movie out of it. And at the party celebrating the 100th performance, the movie's director gets murdered. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And that happens, like, right away. So, again, that's not a spoiler. Um, and then we follow the detective, Inspector Stoppard, and Constable Stalker as they try to solve the case. And this is Stalker's first case, so she's very green and quick to jump to conclusions. So she keeps accusing different suspects and is like, oh, that's as good as a confession, sir. Um, and one of them, like, one of the actresses, like, literally she's like, oh, well, obviously I did it. And yeah. then <laughs> that That's when she said, that's as good as a confession, sir. Yep. Um, but the part that I really loved about her, she kept telling jokes and making puns, and then when the detective would give her a look, she'd say, sorry, sir. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they killed him and put him up on the couch here, staged, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Or after he got hit in the head with the skis, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I also really liked when they'd be... Uh, They'd be talking to the commissioner. They'd be like, "Commissioner, <laughs> detec- detective, constable, yeah, yeah, commissioner," and they'd all like mm-hmm. nod and like say Inspector. their titles. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just so so funny to me. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a pretty fun movie, despite yeah. being around a murder. Oh yeah. Now that the encounter's over, let's take a quick break to hear from another podcast. All right. Have you ever thought twice about playing Dungeons & Dragons because you use assistive technology like a magnifier or a screen reader? 
So have we. We're the Knights of the Braille. We're a group of dedicated TTRPG enthusiasts who use the same technology that you do every day. But it's not just Dungeons and Dragons that we specialize in. We've got character creation guides and support for all sorts of fun tabletop RPGs and more added all the time. So what are you waiting for? Join our Discord community, take a look at some of our character guides and creation sheets, and get involved in the tabletop RPG action. Head on over to knightsofthebraille.com to get started. That's knightsofthebraille.com. All right, now that we're back, let's dive into this druid circle. I think we should start by talking a bit about the inspiration behind the subclass. Yeah, so we called it the Circle of the Broken, and this was actually an idea that you had. Yes. Yes. So do you want to tell us where you got the idea for it? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, we were just talking about, like, druids, I guess, and I said you'd be cool if you could turn into monstrosities instead of just beasts, and then you wrote up a description of it, but then we didn't do anything with it since then until now. Yeah, this is actually the first subclass I made. Yeah. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about now since the trailer for the new D&D movie, Honor Among Thieves, has been released and the druid actually turns into an owlbear in the trailer. And normally you can't do that, rules is written. But with Mm -hmm. this new subclass we made, the world is your oyster. You can turn into an owlbear if you want to. Anything else you want to add about it before I do the little blurb? Um, I don't think so. I think that I, I can talk a little bit about how I approach it after you give the blurb. Sounds good. Druids of the Circle of the Broken have been corrupted. Their order is secret, and a Druid of the Broken may never meet another Druid of their circle, and if they do, they may not know that they are both of this circle. Other Druids despise the Circle of the Broken, viewing their corruption as an affront to the Druidic life. The Circle of the Broken haunt the deepest parts of the wilderness, where they might go for weeks on end before crossing paths with another humanoid creature, let alone another Druid. So, we got pretty dark stuff here, giving us a lot of flavor, a lot of spice. Yeah. So, I I mean, we didn't really describe the corruption in that little blurb, but I feel like that's a thing your DM can help um, you flesh out and choose for yourself. Yeah, like, there are a lot of other classes that have a subclass that has, like, a... You got altered in some way and are, like, on a completely different, like, darker evil... I'm saying that in quotes, path, like the Oathbreaker Paladin or... College of Whispers Bard is like this, where they like to, they basically lie about which college they, you know, are part of. Yeah, Aberrant Mind Sorcerer, Mm -hmm. most of the Warlock subclasses. (laughs) Yeah, the Celestial is really that, because they are the one that's like not serving like even they're not tied mm-hmm. to something kind of questionable they're like wait you serve like a god or something like a a unicorn yeah huh. so weird <laughs> you know that fiends make packs too right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what what was your methodology for going about and making this before i list the features that you get with this subclass that's a good place to start, I think. So I figured that if this subclass is kind of about turning into monstrosities, and I also added in dragons, mm-hmm. so you can turn into some dragons, but you don't really get powerful enough to turn into anything like big, big. You'll have, 
I mean, you can take the shape change spell as a druid later on, and then you can be a big, big dragon. But you can turn into eventually young dragons, which are, are a couple so, of some young dragons. Yeah. It depends on the color. Um, but I kind of thought, well, if we're basing this class kind of around taking forms of be- creatures, not beasts. Um, I mean, you can still do beasts. but Yeah, I've, at first he wasn't going to include beasts, <clears throat> but I said, if you don't include beasts, druids are going to know that you're from this one. Right, like it'll be way harder to hide. Yeah. So I think that was a good point. And so I was like, yeah, they can do beasts. And also that's kind of what druids do. So it'd be weird to kind of remove the biggest, one of the bigger things that druids can do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, I figured if I was making them more, you know, if I was making them want to turn into beasts and creatures... Then I should probably model it off of the Circle of the Moon, which is the druid circle that lets you get into to, uh, beast mode, basically. Yeah, it lets you transform into more powerful beasts, and also you can do it as a bonus action instead of mm-hmm. just as an action. Yeah, so you get a little like better at it, and it lets, you know opens up your action, and then you get to be more powerful creatures more quickly. Yeah, it basically so, it's it's focusing on the transformation more than the spellcasting of one of the circle of the land. Yeah, so let's go ahead and read the first feature because I think it's basically it's just like the first like the level two features because at as a druid you start at level two picking your circle. The level two features are basically the same as Circle of the Moon, but yeah, with the addition of you can also be dragons or um, monstrosities that you've seen. Yeah, so at level two, you get Corrupted Wild Shape, which is you get the Wild Shape, like all druids, but in addition to the beast, you can turn into dragons and monstrosities that you've seen. And then the rules for the transformation are the same as the standard druid Wild Shape. You can stay in the form half your druid level rounded down that number of hours rounded down um you can't cast spells you keep your mental stats you get two per long rest etc mm-hmm. so none of that stuff changed just it opened up what else you can turn into and you do have to follow the rules of um, what cr you can do based on your level and you don't get like flying speed until a certain level swim speed etc yeah those things still apply it's just the like i said it's just the exact same as circle of the moon but you get well I, actually this one is just wild shape that's just you know, wild shape this one is just wild shape but now right. you added dragons and monstrosities yes and then you also get combat wild shape and this is directly the same as the circle of the moon one in the player's handbook and as we said, it lets you transform as a bonus action instead of an action, and you can use spell slots to regain hit points while in your wild shape. Yep. That's, I think, that's all we need to say about that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't write down the... Oh, no, this is the same. This is also at level two. So you get circle forms, which, just like Circle of the Moon, um, gives you higher challenge ratings. Yep. So instead of like half at first or quarter, whatever it is at first, you get up to challenge rating one. Mm-hmm. And then at starting at sixth level, you get to transform into creatures of your challenge rating 
not your challenge rating, your, your level, level, your druid level divided by three, which eventually, yeah, which eventually lets you transform into creatures with a CR as high as six. Yeah. And that's all the same as the circle of the moon. Yeah. Except that we added dragons and monstrosities. Right. And we're just kind of going a little bit more into detail about this druid stuff because we haven't really done that that much before. And maybe you don't know that much about druids. Yeah, and CR stands for challenge writing if you're really, like, unsure what that means. And that's kind of how the dungeon master will help determine what creatures you should be facing and, like, how hard they will be in a, a fight. Yeah. And then at 6th level, you get... A thing called Primal Strike, which is adapted from the Path of the Beast Barbarian in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And it's also basically the same as Circle of the Moon, but this one, it gives you a little bit extra. Because Circle of the Moon, they both give you the, uh, now when you're in um, creature form or beast form or dragon form or monstrosity form, your strikes count as magical for overcoming resistances. So that's the same as Circle of the Moon. But then with this one, I'm, I gave it a little extra spice that I kind of based off the that Barbarian Path you just mentioned. Yeah. So why don't you top with the extra spice? So you can alter your form at the end of a short or long rest, and that lasts until you finish another short or long rest. So some examples of what you can get are like a swim speed and breathing underwater, or a climbing speed, being able to make really powerful jumps, or growing a natural weapon like claws, fangs, horns, etc., that you can use to make unarmed strikes. So those are things you can have in addition to, um, like, a beast shape. So you don't have to be in a beast shape to be able to swim now. You know? Like, right. it, it gives you that extra. And part of the reason that I went with this is that it was partially because I thought it was cool. I'll start with that. Mm-hmm. And then second, I was like, well, if you have these extra features, like, you're probably going to be telling people your circle of the moon because you can do better beasts. But then if you start, like, oh, I have gills now just because I have a, you know, if you want to flavor it like that, if you have the, you can breathe water and sw- swim speed, you know, you might flavor it at like, oh, now I have gills and, like, webbed fingers. Or I have, you know, um horns on my head because now I have the natural weapon of like horns and so that kind of stuff you might have to like role play a little bit and now get into like deflecting the questions about like why can you do this extra stuff mm-hmm. so that's I think that was partially why I added it and the other part was it was cool <laughs> okay and then at 10th level you get a feature called monstrous hide um so the monstrous hide feature is adapted from the circle of the forged um from the exploring eberron book Mm -hmm. and it basically kind of like a barbarian it gives you resistance to non-magical bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage while you're in your wild shape and then it also has the added benefit of of allowing you to use your wild shape as a reaction when you take damage and then the damage that you just took gets subtracted off the total hp that you'd have for that new form it's like if i transformed into because you have to transform into a dragon or monstrosity to do this Mm -hmm. it's like let's say i transformed into a blue dragon wormling 
then that has however, let's just say, I'm just gonna say 60 HP and I took a hit for 10 HP, I still have 50 HP left of that, that wormling before I would turn back into my natural form. Yeah, and I added, so, and like I said, this was adapted from that other circle that's from the Exploring Eberron book, and I they just had it, like, that you changed and got the resistance, but you could change into any beast, obviously. But I figured again, I was like, well, this is, again, it's like something that you're like, oh, this is really cool, I can do this, but also... I might not want to if there's other druids around because they'll see that I've turned into a blue dragon, you know, or a, a owl bear or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just kind of giving you that extra like, oh, it's benefit, but it's also, you know, going to bring to the surface that you are different. Yeah, you're going to have to make a role playing choice to use that. Um, and then at 14th level, you get a feature called Bows and Forms, which again, just like Circle of the Moon, and it lets you cast the Alter Self spell at will. Yeah, this one is just the exact same. Yeah. And so the 10th level one is really like where they kind of diverge the most because for the most part, I've just been doing basically the same thing but slightly different, whereas the 10th level thing is really different. Because the 10th level thing for Circle of the Moon is that you can start turning into elementals with both of your wild shape uses. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think that we can already turn into monstrosities and dragons now. So I don't think we need to have the option to do elemental. And I like that it diverged again. Yeah. So like level 10 is really when you would start figuring out or they might start figuring out that you were different. Yeah. And then the last thing at the end of the features, we have listed a bunch of monstrosities and dragons you can turn into as well as their challenge ratings. And this is the corrupted wild shapes forms table. And then we'll just quickly give you some examples to show you what you can turn into. Yeah. And I also, I put these here too, so that like you could look at it and talk with your DM quick and say, well, have I seen a blue dragon wormling? Have I seen a, you know, whatever Quince but tell us. Yeah, we've got pseudo dragon, cockatrice, dark mantle, rust monster, dragon wormlings, hippogriff, basilisk, manticore, owlbear, bullet, chimera, young brass dragon, and young white dragon. So those are just some examples. There's a bunch more on this list, but there's a yeah. lot of variety of what you can turn into. I also made this list just to make sure that there was enough of different challenge ratings to turn into, right? Because I was like, well, what if they all have flying speeds? Like, because I'm pretty sure most dragons have flying speeds. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that there were options until you get to level eight and you can do flying speeds. Yeah. And But I think Pseudo Dragon, if it has a flying speed, I was like, eh, maybe the DM will overlook it because Pseudo Dragons are pretty weak. So I mean, the thing is, like, you can turn into things that have a flying speed. If you can't use a flying speed yet, you just couldn't then use that feature. That's the thing. I don't know if that's true, but it's, it's again, it's up to the DM. I think the rules is written. It says you can't have a flying speed. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, it would be like you're that creature without so a I'm saying if speed. you turn into a crow that had a, a walk speed of 10 feet and a flying speed of 60, you wouldn't be able to because it has a flying speed. But you're saying you could turn into a crow that has a walk speed of 
10 feet. Yeah, you're just a really crappy crow. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. This would be up to the DM because I think rules is written. Most DMs would be like, no, you can't be a crow. But it's like, but I've seen a crow. Yeah, most DMs, I'm going to say at this point then, are lame and boring and lack imagination. I agree. I think it would be funny to make everyone penguin, you know, penguin them all. Yes. All right. It's, I turn it, into a except penguin. Except actual penguins, which have a swimming speed. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't swim. I'm a penguin that can't swim yeah. until I can swim, and then I'm a penguin that can fly? Wait, what? <laughs> Some penguins can fly, Quinn. All right. So the listeners know more about this circle. I think we can we can make a character using it, right? I think so. All right. Do you have any ideas, or are we just winging it because you were like, yeah, what if? You know that's right. Okay. The <laughs> we're winging it. Okay. Let me roll a guy. Yeah. Or a girl. Yeah. Or non-binary f- person. Mm-hmm. How about a girl? Okay. Tiefling body type. Okay. They have the expert forgery from Kenku, so. Well, I think that gives you some skills, like forger's kit, forgery. What's it called? A Something forgery, forgery kit. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They are also they have poison resistance from. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't say which one, so we can just pick one that gives poison resistance. Okay. Because there's an error in my code, I guess, mm-hmm. because this is weird. I don't know what gives poison resistance. Um, I think Rung, Yuanti, Dwarf, Stout, um, Stout Halfling. Okay. Those things. What do you want to do? Stout Halfling. Okay. And... Then we have Hair Trigger from the Herringen. Okay. I think that's the one that boosts your initiative. I do believe so. And then we have Centuries Rest from Warforge, which means that they don't need to sleep. Centuries Rest. So I think that they're part Warforge. Yeah, they're a cyborg. Yeah, we got a cyborg. Oh, maybe that's why they're like that. Maybe that's how they got corrupted because now they're not for, as natural because druids are all about the natural world. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I have, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay, bring it. But quick, I was just going to do the hair trigger. Yes, you can add your proficiency bonus to your initiative rolls. Okay, so we know they're a druid. What level are they? At least two. I think ten. Ten? All right. Because now we're, that's when they really diverge, you know? Okay. So I think that's a good place. Okay, and there's a circle this female, of the This program. lady. Let's name her real quick. Go for it. But I do want to hear this idea. Fantasy name generators. I would like a name to make it more helpful. Erdos, Osvir, any of these sound good? You've said two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like most of them on the list here. <laughs> okay. So I... Uh, I'm okay with... Would you just refresh it? No. Okay, Airdose. Duplicating it so that I could refresh it. Airdose. Airdose. Will I forget this name in... Five. Four. Three. <laughs> two. All right, one. so my idea is... Somehow, 
maybe she was either an assistant for some sort of wizard or she got brought in after she had an accident. Mm-hmm. And, or an artificer, I suppose. Yeah. Or maybe both. Yeah. One, a wizard on one side of the operating table and an artificer on the other. Yeah. And they... Um, uh, what was that super smart artificer dude we made? Oh, um... I think they might have been non-binary, actually. They had... They were a halfling with, like, tiefling wings, which was so cool. Um... That's all I, I remember. I think it was, like, Des... No, it wasn't that. Um, Dexterous? It, yeah, it was Dexterous, I think. Okay. All right, I think Dexterous was on one side of the operating table. Okay. Because he... Or they are a bit of a... You know, they were super smart artificer. Yeah. Yeah, because they, like, ran away from their school is what happened, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, they did some amount of reconstruction with um, some sort of warforgedness. Like, I don't know what percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, a decent amount, I would assume, but... Uh, 39. Okay, 39%. <laughs> <laughs> um. And she, because, like, with some of the stuff of, like, being really fast and expert forgery poison resistance, like, it's coming off as maybe... Oh, maybe is she only 39% tiefling at this point? It's whatever. I mean, I'm just saying, like... The poison resistance also seems like a Warforged type of thing. Yeah. And the speed, like, might be a little bit more cyborg. Okay, okay. Sure. So I think she's more Warforged than Tiefling. All right. So maybe she was some sort of, like, spy or, like, some sort of rogue, like something before. Okay. Not a druid. I think she was a druid. This was in her past. I know, but I still think she was a druid. Because <laughs> I'm saying she was a druid, and then she got a bunch of metal put in her. So and druids don't like to have metal on them. Yes. So then that's why she got corrupted. Okay, that's, that's what, what I was saying. thinking. Okay. All right. So I mean, she could still be a spy. You can be a druid spy. Like turn into a mouse. Great spy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. Like, all spies should be druids. Why are we why are we messing around with rogues? Hang on a second. <laughs> what What was she doing before then? When when did this thing happen? Like, what was she doing when she got injured? Well, I agree with she can be a spy. So, what what was she spying on? What was your spy idea? I didn't have an idea past that she was a spy. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Eridos was a spy for. Okay, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, you go. She was sent to go spy on this this wizard artificer duo because they're doing weird things. Okay. Oh, maybe they're like cranking out like chimeras. That's what that I'm saying. Like they're yeah. cranking out these kinds Unnatural of unnatural creatures. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so she was sent to investigate from whatever. Druid organization she was from. Mm -hmm. And then 
maybe there was some sort of she explosion or, yeah, or she got, got in a fight, in a fight with, with one of their things that was more powerful than she could take on by herself at that moment. Yeah. And she got injured and they like helped her and then she real and then like she has all this metal and she's like, Well, I can't go back now. Like mm-hmm. they won't they won't accept me. Whether that's true or not, that's how she yeah. feels. And maybe they like with the extra bits that they put in her, it somehow unlocked this possibility where she can now turn into other creature yeah. types. And she's seeing a lot more of these other creature types because that's what that's what these guys are doing. Yeah, and she's level ten, so she's seeing some stuff, you know. Or yeah. I guess she was level like one when this happened, probably. Yeah. Before she like chose the circle. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And now she's like been with them a while, or like going out and doing things. Oh, she hanging with Dexterous and the Wizard. I feel like she was for a okay. bit. All right, cool. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else she's doing, but I think I feel like she spent at least some amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Maybe she lost some memory too. Like she doesn't. That was my other thing was that she didn't remember what she was doing before. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, she doesn't remember that she was supposed to be spying for the Druid Circle. And maybe the circle's even seen her. Okay, maybe that's why she leaves, right? Like, let's say that she's, like, hanging out with Dexterous and Wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Pepsi, that guy. Okay. Is back. Okay. Pepsi's um, back. <laughs> um, someday we'll make Pepsi an actual character. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Pepsi and Dexterous are, like, you know, they took her in or helping her, whatever. And then she's there for a while. And then, obviously, the Druids sent another spy because they want to f- find out what happened to Erdos. Yeah. And then they see her and they, like, transform out of their little rabbit form. And they're like, Erdos, it's me. Um, Sylvia. <laughs> okay. And then, like, she's like, what are you doing here? Why didn't you come back? And then, like, Erdos is just confused and, you know. But that kind of, like, that that conversation might help her realize, like, Sylvia can bring her back. But then as she comes back, maybe she's, like, realizing she's different and everything. And so she wants to leave again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, something along these lines. I'm not quite there, but, you know. Yeah, I do. I think that's, that's probably what happens is something like that. Right, and then maybe she, like, turns into a pseudo-dragon or something, and Sylvia's like, what? Did you did you just turn into a pseudo-dragon? And she's like, uh, I think so. No. <laughs> yeah. And then Sylvia's like, how did you do that? That's weird. Yeah. Like, don't, don't show people that, because that's weird. Yeah. Or something, like, and maybe Sylvia, like, helps smuggle her out, and Sylvia's like, you know, something wrong with you? Yeah. And you know what? It's like, this is almost like, I feel like, it's like representing of people that feel like they're not, like, okay being who they are. Yeah. But you are okay being who you are, and Sylvia's wrong, and she would have been accepted, maybe. Yeah. But she, like, leaves. Yeah. And, like, tr- is trying to find a new home for herself, even though she probably could have found a way to fit in and everything. Because yeah. it was, like, it wasn't her choice to be corrupted, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, you know what I mean? 
I feel like this is just like a trope in like fantasy yeah. novels and stuff where it's like, oh, you, I, there's something different about me and I don't think I fit in. But like if you just talk to people, you maybe would. Right. <laughs> so. Right. So I think that we can choose spy for her background then. Okay. So she Sounds gets good. deception and stealth. So like maybe she was just sent on um, missions to just investigate things that were like unnatural. Yeah. And like kind of figure out what's going on and maybe like reporting back to mm-hmm. her clan, tribe, group, whatevs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she gets deception and stealth, a gaming set, whatever, <laughs> and thieves tools. Sounds good. Does she know how to use thieves tools? Is that one of the things she gets? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. She gets proficiency. Proficiency with these tools. in these gotcha. tools. That makes more sense. I thought you were saying the equipment she got. Oh, no. also here's some thieves tools. Yeah, Air no, knows. no, no. She doesn't get thieves them. tools as an equipment, got but it. she Just can as use a them. Proficiency. But she might have had them. Anyways, um, oh, size medium, thirty yeah. feet of movement. Sounds good. Um, so let's see what else she gets as a druid for, like, skills and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, she gets an herbalism kit. And then we can choose two from Arcana, Animal Handling, Insight, Medicine, Nature, Perception, Religion, Survival. I think Insight is yeah. a spy thing you yeah. will need. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Maybe survival. Sounds good. We never did her stats. Oh, I rolled them. Yeah. We got 17. Okay. Six. Mm-hmm. Two 14s. Okay. 12, 11. All right. Good news, I remembered them. What is she bad at? Um, I think charisma should be decent at I least. I think so, too. Because if you're a spy... We want wisdom because we're a druid. Yeah. Int, I don't care about. Strength, I don't care about. Dex is always nice to have, and con's always nice to have. Mm-hmm. So you choose between int and... But I feel like spy again, you wouldn't want int. So maybe strength. All right, she's not very strong. And that's why she struggled in this fight. Yeah. Okay. And then do we want to do... 17 in the wisdom or 14? Yes, 17. Okay. And then 14 charisma. Yeah. And Um, 14 decks. 14 decks. 12 con. 12 con, 11 intelligence. Okay. And then are we doing a plus one and plus two or? Sure. Let's do plus one to wisdom. Okay. You pick the plus two. I'm gonna go with charisma. Okay. She's she's very good at convincing people to tell her information. Yeah. So. And also will help her keep her secret. That's like true. Her deception skills pretty yeah. good actually. Yeah. So, is there anything else we need to say about her? Like she. Um. So we already mentioned the druid circle thing she gets for being level ten. What does she get from like being just a druid? Uh, so she, she'll get the wild shape things, the combat wild shape, the level six feature. She of, can cast spells. Yeah. 
Um, and then she gets that level 10 monstrous hide. Yeah. And then from the non-circle features, we get cantrips, spells, rituals. Yeah. That's basically it. Oh, you don't get any, like, there's no, like, all druids get. I mean, ability score increases, but. That's it. I guess we should do two of those. Where, where do you want to boost? Um. Or any feats you think. Man, I can't think of any feats. All right. <laughs> um. Let's boost wisdom to 20. Okay. With one. Then you pick the other. I'm going to boost your con because of her warforgedness. Okay. Plus, she won't work now. Yeah, she's she's a strong well, lady. not... Strong of yeah, body, strong of not body, of... Not of muscles. Yes. Her immune system her is out of this world. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I don't know if there's, like, anything else to say about her. I think it's a pretty good story, and then... She, like like we said, she starts maybe going off adventuring and embracing her um, monstrous forms, you know, yeah. a little bit more and, like, really starts to grow because, like we said, she's level 10, so mm-hmm. she obviously gained notoriety. Go, notoriety? Oh, that was a tough one for me to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's good for Erdos. Sounds good. Yeah, so we've got our tiefling-looking lady, uh, level 10, Circle of the Broken Druid, with a spy background. That's, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, and quickly before we get into our end stuff, we just wanted to thank everyone who participated in and donated to the Everyone Games 2022 charity stream. We had a lot of fun participating in it, and as of this recording, the event this year has raised over $3,500 to benefit gamers with disabilities uh, through the organizations Stack Up and Everyone Can. And that's absolutely incredible. Um, and you can still donate. Those things are still open. There'll be links in the description. The you can also still watch our our games if you yeah. missed them. And yeah. we lied last episode because you we said you weren't playing, but then you did play. Then and I, I did played play. in the second game. Yeah. So the Everyone Games team is working on uploading videos of the streams onto their YouTube channel. So as Alex said, if you weren't able to watch live, you can still watch the games and panels. Yeah. And like we said, it was a lot of fun. I had fun playing. Um, I think our representation panel was great. Yeah. So check those out if you can. Yeah, we had a and great time with uh, chatting with Jacob and Pepper the Vixen. Yeah. And then I was going to say, and donate if you're able. And if you're not, that's okay. But just tell friends about it and everything. And mouth of, or word of mouth, not mouth of word. <laughs> word of mouth will help out them as well and you know raise awareness yeah you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters podcast.com have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character email us at a couple of characters pod at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at acoc podcast we'd like to thank john vegan for composing our theme music if you like what we're doing please rate and review us on itunes and spotify or wherever you get your podcasts yeah five star reviews will really help out our show also, speaking of word of mouth, you can tell a friend about our show because that would really help us grow and get more listeners. 
Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search a COC podcast. You can support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC podcast and any purchase that you make there will help out our show and a local bookstore of your choice. And if you want to pick up some audiobooks, you can use our Libro.fm affiliate code to get a free audiobook when you purchase an audiobook subscription. And they also have a thing called, I don't remember what they changed the name to, it isn't subscriptions, but... Uh, or gift memberships, whatever, if you get like a gift for someone or even yourself where you just get a bunch of credits right then that you can use to get books. And all of those purchases help our show and independent bookstores. Yeah. Finally, if you're interested in actual plays and Pokemon, you can check out Quinn on the podcast Dungeons and Dragon Types playing the character Willow. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at AlexNWinterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotADrQuinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. yelling in the back. I also, am... thanks for reminding me because I did not remember who my random encounter was. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to do the work here. Didn't even think about that at all. I pulled up the... Did you bring up your... your uh... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, good. I got my... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alice. And, and you didn't say you were going to start saying it. Oh my it. gosh. I'm sorry. I specifically asked. You can check the recording. <laughs> Tim said I'm ready too. Now he's ready. All right. Are you good <laughs> now? Can I start? Yeah, because you said, well, you still haven't told me you're ready to start. I said, can I start? That doesn't mean you're ready. I think that does. Mm. I am ready. You okay. may start. Hello, I'm Quinn. <laughs> God. F- Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a couple, a couple of characters. No, no, that was bad. <laughs> it okay. sure was. All right. This is uh, take eighty-seven. All right, I'm gonna do it now. Okay, take eighty-seven. I wasn't gonna say that, but that's fine. Oh well, cut that out. I'm leaving. Cut, it. No, cut it, please. Uh, it's probably. I'll too- start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've ruined everything that I've just started over. Just who do you want to bring? <laughs> God, Sorry. you're ruining this episode. I sure am. Maybe I've been corrupted.